0: A very good afternoon to you, it is Nile Boylan with you for the next hour or so. And we've lots to get through today. Well, mainly one thing to get through, which is the decriminalisation on drugs. And have we lost the war on drugs? Now, as you know or do not know, I'm not too sure whether you do or not, the Citizens' Assembly, as well as discussing many other things, including abortion, which we talked about last week, and children's rights and education, and all those kind of things, are also discussing the decriminalisation of drugs. You may have heard many of the political parties throughout the year, including People Before Profit. Gino Kenny has spoken about it, and also the Labour Party. Ana Ridden has mentioned as well the health-based approach to drugs. That essentially means that nobody will be charged for possession of drugs. Indeed, Class A drugs, not just cannabis. Cannabis is the one that everybody talks about. It's a bit of a red herring, because when you talk about cannabis, ah, it doesn't matter too much, although it does cause psychosis, paranoia and many other problems too, and doctors would disagree with legalising that. But there's a confusion between the word decriminalisation and legalisation. Because, after all, they both mean the same thing, really, don't they? The only difference is, is that you can't sell it. In other words, you can to decriminalise means that you can have it for personal use. And there's a help-based approach, which means that, invariably, if you're caught, you're just sent off to rehab or you're told to go to rehab. Almost like being told to leave the country if you don't qualify for refugee status. I suppose it's voluntary. Uh, the difference being with legalizations. legalisation essentially means you could probably sell it as well. Now, the argument for and against, the argument against... Uh, the legalisation of drugs, of course, is is that the sky will fall in and then everybody will suddenly go on drugs because now we've given it a green light and we're legalising it. Um, and also, by the way, the argument against it is it's bloody dangerous because people die from drug addiction. The argument for the legalisation or decriminalisation of drugs is, well, look, you might as well take it out of the hands of the criminals. The government could be the supplier, essentially. We could charge taxes on it. And with the money that we make from drugs, we could ring fence it uh, to go into rehab to help those who become addicted. So what do you think? The number is 85 122 Fifty-five. That's 085-100-2255. I want you to WhatsApp, get involved in the show. We will be talking to Patricia Casey, uh, the professor of psychiatry, a little bit later on, and getting her take on it. And she is uh, obviously quite prominent in the field of drugs, and she's spoken about it on many, many occasions. Anyway, let me get your thoughts. 85 100 Let me go to Joe, if I can, first. Joe, how are you doing? You're on the Nile Boiling podcast.
1: Good afternoon,
0: Niall. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you too, Joe. So, Joe, I mean, the pros and cons. Firstly, I mean, the argument is we've lost the war against drugs. Uh, You know, drugs are still available, even though they're illegal. All you got to do is walk down the boardwalk and double it any day of the week and you'll see people strung out of their heads and dealing openly and nothing is done about it anyway.
1: Well, we have certainly lost the war on drugs long ago because there's actually open season now on drug dealing in this country because I tell you something now, in the last couple of years, the, the amount of people taking drugs, and it's not just all, uh, people from uh, from kind of ordinary backgrounds, it seems to be everybody's on them. You know, even the politicians, uh, people from well-to-do areas, they're all taking drugs, Left, Right and Centre, because you can actually see it for your own eyes. And it's actually, uh, it's very worrying. And of course, when you hear uh, members of the left, the left politicians like Labour, talking about trying to make it, uh, trying to legalise it, It just really beggars belief, really, doesn't it?
0: Well, I suppose their argument is, you know, we're pouring all this money into rehab, probably not enough. We're pouring all this money into drug prevention. And yes, you know, drugs are pouring into the country because Ireland is like a stop-off port for the importation of drugs for Europe. Uh, You've got gangs running around killing each other because they're making millions out of drugs. And essentially, they're saying we've lost the war. And then they use that line, of course, prohibition doesn't work. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that line, but they use that line, that prohibition. In other words, when you tell somebody you can't do something, they want to do it even more.
1: Yeah. Well, if you look over the years, like, how, do, how did the likes of the, the Kinahins and all these major criminal organizations become big? They became big because of people taking drugs.
0: Mm-hmm. But if it and was, yeah, why, but the yeah. argument is, Joe, if it was legal, and I'm not advocating for it, I certainly am not advocating for it, but if it was legal, that those drug dealers or those criminals wouldn't have a business, mind you, they'd probably sell something yeah. else.
1: Yeah, but I don't know, it's just very hard to know, really, is it, because, you know, like, all these criminals, like, they'll always manage to uh, get the upper hand anyway, you know, hmm. because no one knowing all politicians and knowing the people that are making these decisions, they're going to make a total bag of it anyway.
0: Yeah, well, I'm uh, sure they'll find something done. else to sell. Anyway.
1: Yeah. You we were talking about the Citizens' Assembly. I think the Citizens' Assembly should be abolished because it's not an elected organisation. it's only a talking shop for certain groups you
0: know, well, I, for those, by the way, who don't know what the Citizens Assembly is, it's a group of 100 people taken from all walks of life who basically sit around, uh, you know, and discuss matters. I suppose they're they're meant to be from all walks of life and different demograph. And they come up with a report and a solution and what they believe. Now, they get obviously presentations from people who represent both sides of the debate, be it abortion, be it education, be it whatever it happens to be, or in this case, drugs. And they, they then submit a report to the government. Uh, based on their findings and what they believe, so they're supposed to be representative of the general public.
1: Yeah, well, I don't think they are because no, I, I don't think, any think so either. <laughs> no, because if any you 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 see Dernonnie, the, the person that's chairman of that, Paul Reed, former like former HSE,
0: who, yes, who but yeah. couldn't run an organisation, obviously, clearly, you
1: couldn't sure. run a bat. Not a mind run the HSE made a total like a lot of them. It was a complete and utter disaster. And he's handling a uh, relation to COVID-19. Uh, mm. there needs to be, he needs to be held accountable for what he done. Now, get away from all that, like, you know, uh, I think it's just, uh, I, don't, I don't agree with that. And I think any organisation that's been set up by the government, it doesn't sadly have the, the, the power of the people anymore. And I think that's why there's no demo, uh, democracy in our right. country anymore.
0: All right, well, well, hang on. Let me just go to John as well. John, how are you doing? here on the Nile Boiling podcast. Hi, afternoon, how are you? Good afternoon to you, John. Uh, John, I mean, you've heard Joe, he doesn't agree at all. You know, he believes that, yes, maybe we have lost the war on drugs a long time ago, but it shouldn't be decriminalised. That's the last step.
2: Well, the one thing I will agree with, George, is on there. If this whole fast, I would call it a fast, of a Citizens' Assembly, like I mean, as Joe has said, we don't vote for a Citizens' Assembly, right? I don't care how they pick the people. And I have a big question mark as to how these people are picked and what are their affiliations with certain organizations and political parties? Nobody knows, Or, it, or
0: other NGOs, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's, that's the problem. Like, no, We're not that far out from a general election, right? So t- why the hell would I bother going into a polling booth and voting, or do you? Or I mean, anyone else of the thousands I listen to your sure show today? right? Why would you bother or ask like me going to the polling booth when the decisions are now taken by these so-called people that are representing me well, I gave them no permission. They didn't represent me in abortion. They weren't even a full week into the the abortion debate the Citizens' Assembly when they took a, a vote. And the overwhelming vote was to abolish the Eighth Amendment before they had, held, had any evidence. So I don't trust these people, at all. Now, are we going to be farming everything out now? What's me on, Martin? the these people doing? Sitting in the freaking like arson side and they'll not stay at home while they got and just put the money into the bank. Because, I mean, the idea when you elect people, last time I looked, was, right, that you work for the people. You make the decisions, you make the policies, you make the recommendations, right? You govern the bloody country. You don't hand it over to an anonymous bunch called the Citizens Assembly. You now, I have had this out of the done when he was canvassing here in Cork, when they had their fascicle meeting, uh, what's lifted the Labour Party down the Silver swings?
0: Do they even, and do I the Labour Party him, even exist anymore? I wonder what happened there. They kind of vanished about yeah. five years ago. Joan Burke. Well, here's, here's,
2: a, here's a prediction to out. The Labour Party was lifted. They're not going to disappear and the Greens will well, be... Green, well, it's only in the paper... Yeah. It was
0: actually only in the paper today because there was a poll over the weekend that the majority of people are not even considering voting for the Green Party and it looks yeah, like God, the Green God, Party are in serious trouble in the next election. Mind you, they were in serious trouble in the last election. They only got 3% of the national vote and yet they're in government. So, you know, even if one or two of them got in it's quite possible that whoever forms a government next time around will drag them in there as well. So even with maybe two candidates in there, they might actually get into government. But either way, wait, wait, I think most it. people have no faith in the Green Party whatsoever. No,
2: I can, I can see that uh, 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 him and Ryan like, doing his imp- impression. Hopefully... For a long, long time, or with Van Winkle, like, and just going to sleep <laughs>
0: and just not waking up anymore. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that about anybody, but but, but in saying that, maybe he will have a snooze. Oh, getting, getting back to drugs itself. Yeah. I mean, John, I'm not in favour of it. You know my position. I've made my position I'm very clear no. on a number, a number of occasions because I've three children, and I've always taught them from the day they were born drugs are bad, drugs are bad, drugs are bad. And you know, yeah. for me, for a government to decriminalise or legalise whatever word you want fancy word you want to use for a help based approach, to me, that suggests there is nothing wrong with drugs. When you like alcohol yeah. or like cigarette smoke yeah. to some degree, you know, when you legalise something, and we've already got a problem with alcohol and cigarette smoking in this it country. Has, yeah. uh, well, so, look, so do we, really quite, another, quite, do we really need another? Do we really need another problem? Quite,
2: it's, it's quite obvious. It's going to start now with the joint right? with the cannabis right? And then, just like every other thing that has happened, it works its way down through the system, like what we had last week with extending out the abortion, right? It's the same thing. It will go on into heroin. What person will have the right in if they want to to take uh, heroin or to take coke or to take whatever, right? And it's obviously, look, I mean, there's a lot of people out there, don't give a damn about this country. They're an absolute disgrace. They're not patriots, they're enemy of our country, right? Who just go out on a continuous basis and take drugs, man and one night. They don't care who who, who they're funding or whatever, right? They don't care about the pressure they're putting on the health sector. They don't care about their own families, their wives, their kids, their children, their parents, they don't give a shit about anyone. That cohort is out there now and they're a damn disgrace. But the problem is, there's another cohort out there who are not taking drugs because they're illegal. So the minute they're not illegal anymore, those people will then start taking it, and then you
0: must get a shovel to Ireland and then bury it. I, I, I absolutely couldn't agree with you more, but there are many people who believe that it's, uh, you know, well, I, there are many sides to this. I, just, I want to go to Tony on that matter. Tony, how are you doing there on the Nile Boiling podcast? All right, Nile, how are you? Good. Tony, uh, you know, uh, it's very difficult for me, a pill for me to swallow, pardon the pun, um, you know, that we will now live in a society or we could live in a society where all drugs are decriminalised. I mean, do you see that as a good option even?
3: It's a double-edged sword, Noel. It really is a double-edged sword. But uh, there's something else I was thinking about as well. And it's a massive industry. It doesn't matter which way you look at it. It's a massive industry worth billions. I think it's in the top five industries in the world for turnover of money. Mm -hmm. And it's put totally into the hands of criminals.
0: Yeah,
3: and there's no other industry I think it's bigger than the textiles industry
0: well it is I mean drugs well sex and drugs it's are the biggest industries in the world and haven't billions. they
3: and Yeah. put into the wrong hands and I mean there's parts of the states now where it's uh, just where the weird well, we'll, like well look at well look
0: at we'll look at the situation in San Francisco currently at the moment now obviously well, San
3: Francisco's gone yeah it's finished I mean, I mean it's, it's like ten city crime, sadly with
0: drug addicts yeah. all over the place I mean Look, I don't want to see Dublin in that situation, but there's an argument, Tony, that if you walk down the boardwalk in Dublin on any given day of the week, there's, o- done, the, yeah. there's open drug dealing going on, there's people out of their heads, it's and the Garda Shea for the last five years, are ignoring the problem because they're not going to bring somebody before a judge for possession of five quid or ten quids worth of heroin, cocaine, or cannabis, because they're not going to be convicted. It's just a waste of everybody's time. So their argument is that prohibition, according to them prohibition has failed. That's what the Labour Party are saying. That's what people before profit are saying. That's more than likely what the Citizens' Assembly are going to say, that prohibition has I mean, failed.
3: Yet, uh, for, to be honest with you, them organisations that you've mentioned, I wouldn't be taking too much notice of them. But still, on the other hand, like what happens if the kid comes to early now, 15, 16
0: years old, and he wants to smoke a bit of weed? He has to go to a drug dealer, doesn't he? But see, th- this is what they do all the time, and and you're doing and it uncon—no, but you're but doing it unconsciously, argument, Tony. It. What you're saying is you're separating cannabis, which is a drug. That's okay; it's not a Class A drug, yeah. but it's still a recreational yeah, drug. T- so, if you legalize one. And John is right. If the Citizens Assembly say, "Well, look, we see an argument for legalising cannabis, maybe the rest should we should hold off." But once you legalise one, you're going down the same road of legalising an illegal substance. We're already in a country where more people die every year from alcohol, by the way, for indirectly alcohol. and directly but every year from smoking alcohol, smoking. Do we that. want another problem, another social problem? Is that really no, the we answer? No.
2: Another social problem.
0: No. Yeah, but definitely. A-
3: yeah, but definitely, I do think down the road, of a kid that wants to try weed, he has to go to a drug dealer. When he found that drug dealer for two months, three months, or whatever, he goes of a bit of coke care. Uh, so,
2: why why or, should a kid be going on drugs play. in the first place? Because, because,
3: because, unfortunately, John, like, that's what kids do. That's what kids do. Yeah, but when but
2: whether he wants to go on drugs or not, that still doesn't make it right. There's no kid should be taking drugs. Mm. I fully agree. No, but the hang on a second. America, but, by, 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 by your logic, so like you I mean like just because a kid takes it, no, he ends up getting a criminal record, so we'll be a it. So, so the kid at fifteen can smoke cannabis. Are you are you are, are but, you right but, in the head?
0: But Tony, what we're talking about is, and I am going to be speaking to uh, a professor of psychiatry in a few minutes, uh, Patricia Casey. But what we're talking about here is we we also have to take into consideration the health of those children. And whether yeah. you like it or not, cannabis is not this wonderful, you know, gorgeous, no, it, it, gorgeous. hang on, no, hang on, that doesn't do any damage fine. whatsoever. We know from the evidence, particularly on young men, by the way, that cannabis is responsible for psychosis, it's responsible for it's paranoia, horrible. depression and many other problems. So, yeah. so why would we want to go down the road of to giving to in to anyway, it? Though. Sorry? But it's happening, anyway? Like but that's but that's not a reason to do it. Just because something is happening. I mean, theft is happening every day. Burglary is happening every day. Murder happens every day. But we don't legalize no, it. No, we
4: don't legalize
3: it. No, but we've legalized alcohol and taxes.
0: Oh, well, I, I think, by the way, if somebody invented alcohol today, I don't know whether we would yeah. legalise it, but however, yes, you are right, and we tax it and we make money from it. And by the way, the argument from the Labour Party is, is of course, that the money and the taxes that we take uh, from drugs, that would be ring-fenced to go towards rehabilitation, which kind of well, this seems a bit like a bit of an oxymoron, but however. Uh, listen, lads, thank you very much indeed, but I do want to go to my guest today as well, uh, Dr. Patricia Casey, who is a professor in psychiatry. Um, and she joins me. Uh, good afternoon to you, Patricia.
5: Good afternoon, Niall. Thanks for having me on.
0: You're, you're very, very welcome. Look, you have been quite outspoken on many occasions with regards to drugs and many other social issues. And maybe if we could just hire you up slightly on your camera there, we can see you a little bit better, Patricia, or tilt your camera down. Sorry, that's probably air fault. Just not, that's much better. Get yourself in the middle. But, I mean, the argument from the Labour Party, from People Before Profit, and most likely from the Citizens' Assembly, will be that the bottom line is it's already there, prohibition is not working, and we've lost the war on drugs.
5: Would you agree? I think that's, as you've already been pointing out, because something is happening and we're not getting on top of it, is no reason to make that substance legal because what will then happen is that more and more people will use it because they will say, well, if it, if, if there's nothing wrong with it, we'll take it. And so you will escalate The problem rather than um rather than Mm -hmm. than controlling it we had our own experiment on this a number of years ago about 10-15 years ago when there was a loophole in the law and legal highs could be sold and i don't know if you remember but there were little shops opening up everywhere selling legal highs Mm -hmm. and we found um in, in psychiatry that the number of people Coming in to the emergency departments at that time with acute episodes of psychosis in, as a result of these drugs increased by a third. So our workload increased, and these substances were being used increasingly by people who otherwise wouldn't use them. People were saying to me, but you know, they're available, there's nothing wrong with them. Why can't we take them? And the upshot was was, was the upshot, the result w- were. Episodes of psychosis and people coming into the emergency department. So I don't know why we need to go down this route again. I think what we, a starting point would be to uh, try, to try the rehabilitation route in cooperation with the Department of Justice and the Department of Health. Get them...
0: But, but, isn't, a, but isn't that what they're talking about? But just sh- I'm sorry, my producer just asked me if you could move slightly into the middle so we can see it a little bit better, and I do apologise. We, we don't want to miss the wonderful features. Uh, but also, my, uh, I mean, the Labour Party are suggesting, and Aaron Reardon said, is, you know, this is not legalisation. This is essentially not even decriminalisation. What it is, like Portugal, and I quote Portugal quite a lot, and Switzerland and many other countries, Canada as well, where they have uh, uh, injection centres and all this kind of thing, that we need to take a more health-based approach to this. In other words, when we catch that poor unfortunate on the street and he has a wrap of heroin in his pocket or he has a couple of wraps, that we don't bring him to court. That we we give him leaflets or we give him advice or her advice on going somewhere to get off the drugs. And the money that we save, you know, from not criminalising people, you know, that we ring fence that and put it into a health-based approach. They've also obviously said as well we need to stop using words like junkie or even drug user for that matter. Has now been suggested that we don't use those words because it stigmatizes people. Now, personally speaking, I've got three kids; they're all adults now, but I'm quite happy with the word "junkie" and I'm quite happy with the word with the stigma because I think it's important. We have a stigma
5: there, but they disagree with me. Well, look, the world is is done very woke at the moment, and Ireland is probably the most woke country in the world, so I'm not surprised people are making that ridiculous statement that we should stop calling people drug users, because that's a fact. People are taking drugs. They are using drugs. They are drug users. We're all drug users to some extent. I mean, I've got a cold at the moment, so I've taken paracetamol. So, you know, I'm, I use a drug. So so that kind of nonsense is, isn't here nor there. Um, The, 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 the problem about decriminalising first and then instigating these new procedures, these interventions afterwards, is that we know from this country that what is promised is never delivered. And these um, interventions, um, rehabilitative interventions that are talked about uh, should be tried before we decriminalize drugs. Let's get working with the Guardian, the Department of Justice, and the Department of Health, I beg your pardon, to, to work together, and when they do now, before the drugs are decriminalised, when they do see somebody who is maybe cut for the first time, they will actually set them up and set in sessions in in train a process by which they can be receive um, treatment and, and and assistance. But should they get and, any, exactly Should there be any,
0: Should there be any criminal offence? In other words, or should it just be cautionary? Because then essentially, what we're saying is the Portuguese model is what works.
5: Before we decriminalise, we know that the they are already t- turning a blind eye to it. But instead of turning a blind eye to it, why don't the they become more pro- proactive in, 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 help, in encouraging people to come forward? Let the government set up a strategy for managing these people, a health strategy, and put the money into it. And then if that works, we can talk about decriminalisation. But we really shouldn't touch decriminalisation until we have put in place... Um, a whole infrastructure to help these people to provide psychoeducation and treatment and intervention. Um, the, the things cost money, and and the treatment for for, for this, the interventions that they have started in, in in Portugal and that they have that they are using in Portugal are very expensive. I do not see the government putting money into this. We already know that their health spending. On mental health is only 5.1% of the total health budget and that's a drop in 10 years of 50% and it's going to continue to drop and if they're now saying yes we're going to put money into it I just don't believe that that's going to happen and instead we will have people using more and more drugs and of course the, the uh, dealers and the growers of the drugs will respond by providing more and more potent substances, as they have done with cannabis down the years. So I think we are on to a loser if we decriminalise um, Abinicio without any proof or any evidence that this is going to work in, the, in an Irish
0: Context. Okay, the Citizens' Assembly will also be tasked with giving the government a report, but also in that report, in relation to, say, cannabis for recreational purposes, cannabis for medicinal purposes. I don't think anybody would disagree with cannabis for medicinal purposes or pain relief, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think most people would probably agree with that to some extent. But in relation to recreational purposes, which now has been legalised in many parts of the world, including many states in America as well, and they haven't seen, you know, the, the sky fall in. But, of course, the argument is that cannabis in itself is not not dangerous. It can be very dangerous. The majority, it's reasonably harmless. But to to some people, it can be very dangerous. You mentioned psychosis already and paranoia. So, you know, would you accept or would you agree with even the legalization of cannabis for recreational purposes? Or is that out the door as far as you're concerned, too?
5: As far as, as far as I'm concerned, and as far as many of the psychiatrists I know, uh, th- this that is out the door, because it does cause and trigger psychotic episodes. And people with prior mental illness, it destabilises them. So it is not good for people's health. Um, you're right about, about, about it being less dangerous than drugs like cocaine. But it, my sense is that the Citizens' Assembly will go for decriminalizing everything. And cocaine is a highly dangerous drug. It is used by a lot of criminals. It induces paranoia. It can cause death, murder. Of course. People become yeah. extremely paranoid with cocaine. It's high- So yeah. I think we have to be careful with about what we wish for. And I would have thought the status quo, but with funding being put in place so that people can be um, referred for interventions before we ever decriminalise. I think that's the starting point. In relation
0: to the Citizens' Assembly themselves, um, do you have faith in the procedure? I mean, we've seen the Citizens' Assembly involved in many referendums now and many different projects. This year alone, by the way, they're obviously reviewing abortion legislation, they're reviewing sex education, and they're also reviewing drugs. Do you have faith in what is supposed to be an independent panel of people from all walks of life? A lot of people doubt the veracity and the—I uh, suppose—the competence of the Citizens Assembly to come up with a, a balanced result.
5: Do you, do you trust them? Of course, I don't. <laughs> no, of course, I don't trust them. They're absolutely predictable in everything they say. Um, I, I are they left? Is, my, wait, are you
0: trying to say they're left-leaning? Is that what you're trying to say to me?
5: I, I, I think they're very walk leaning. I think they're probably left leaning, and they're entirely predictable. Um, I, I, I refuse to go before them. The, having accepted an invitation at one point, I then backed out in relation to the abortion issue because I saw how they were behaving to the pe- people who went on who took the same view that I did, and I didn't want to put myself through through that and through mm. through being being vilified. They do not respect other people's opinions, and they have a predetermined agenda. I have no faith in them, and I don't. And the, the the only people's assembly I would accept is the government. The government are in, are 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 elected. Um, I don't think very much of the current crowd, but at least they are elected by the people. Um, they are not chosen, you know. I have no idea how the citizens assembly were chosen. Are, are, are
0: um, the government pawning off their responsibility to the citizens assembly, well, essentially saying, "Well, look, this wasn't our decision; this is yours."
5: That's exactly what they're attempting to do, but nobody will be fooled by that.
0: Well, well, unfortunately, legislation has been dictated by it because we're now seeing a situation where last week, and I'm sorry to go off in a slight tangent for the subject, in relation to abortion legislation and the review of the abortion legislation, that people before profits um, uh, legislation, or the legislation they've proposed, uh, got to a private members bill, um, and now goes, it's gone through the second stage, and now goes to the Iraqis, so it's quite possible. Now, it may not, of course, uh, but politicians don't vote against their own parties, it may not actually go through, but in saying that it looks like it'll happen sooner rather than later
5: my, my point now was in relation to the citizens assembly how predictable they are and how how and, and that nobody would believe when the government says it's their decision um that it's not their decision in, in relation to drugs and then of course it will come back to the government and, you know, once once you start the ball rolling, once they have taken the advice of the Citizens' Assembly, then in a few years' time, even if the Citizens' Assembly only agreed to decriminalise cannabis, in a few years down the road, we'd be seeing what's happening with abortion. We'd be seeing, in government, a further attempt to, to, to liberalise the law. So I think once you open any of these doors in these controversial areas there is only for now one way uh one way that things go after okay. that for a time of course there is the arc of history so things come round again but you know not in my lifetime
0: well listen i gotta thank you very much indeed for joining us on the show today dr patricia casey thank you very much indeed thank you now all right now i want to go to uh some of our callers if i can let me just go to jim as well jim how you doing you're on the Live boiling podcast
6: how oh, you doing in relation to the drugs? Yeah. Um, first point is they're very bad for your health. There's no doubt about and that. you see your report from a couple of years back? They're six times more carcinogenic than an ordinary cigarette. Or, they're six times more likely to get cancer. Yeah. Than smoking an ordinary but cigarette. Well, I, I, I don't. I, I don't, but I, but I don't know, know cause where that evidence comes cancer from. Cancer has caused. Sorry, I'm We know the problems.
0: Your phone is just a little bit wavy, Jimmy. Uh, could you kind of hold it closer to your mouth or take it off speaker if it's on speaker or something like that? No, it's on speaker. No. Oh, okay. Okay. It's just it's coming in and out, fading in and out. Go on. There's six more likely to cause, times more likely to cause cancer from what you believe. Go ahead.
6: Well, what, what the HSE report was, that's not what, that's what I believe. It's, it's been hmm. proven. Than the cigarette. normal cigarettes. Normal cigarettes aren't recommended nowadays, as you no. know. Yourself.
0: Well, I don't think anybody should be smoking anything at at all, but however. Well, they do what they do, but yeah. you know, there shouldn't be. You
6: know, it's not good for you. No, clearly, the, the the joint is six times worse for you, basically. Mm. And you have no control over machinery or anything else
0: when you're high. Down the no, but you could you could argue the oh. same with alcohol as well, and we legalized that, you didn't could, we? Yeah,
6: you could, you could, and that's why that's why driving is banned when you're under the influence.
0: Absolutely, but see, yeah, here's no. the here's the argument, Jim. Uh, by the way, let's be clear about it, and abundantly clear because this is my podcast, and I can say what I bloody well want. I'm not in favour of it. I don't agree with it, and and by the way, my yeah. hand is up when I was 18 to 20 years of age, yes, I smoked a few joints, yes, I tried a bit of LSD, but, you know, I copped onto myself very quickly that this is a very dangerous path for anyone to go down. good
6: for you, a lot of people didn't. But this is
0: the problem, and I can look back in hindsight, but what I'm saying to you is, is that there's an argument there, not my argument, but their argument, be it the Labour Party and A.R. Reardon, people before profit or anybody else who has put forward legislation on this, and the Citizens' Assembly probably in their report, is that the war on drugs is lost, Prohibition is not working, and we may as well join the party as ignore it. In other words, we, you know, we may as well help people do it safely, then ban it completely.
6: You don't agree with that yourself, No, you I said. don't. Not at all. I'm just no, giving you the you
0: argument. Said. I'm only giving you the argument,
6: side. <laughs> yeah, so I just told the best thing I ever saw in relation to drugs was one simple word. When someone offers you drugs, just say no. No, you know. Absolutely. No. I
0: couldn't agree with you more. But the, yeah. but, but that's all oh well I and I good, know. Jim. I, I, a lot of people I, don't I say no.
6: I cut across you. I saw it on on bags in supermarkets one time. Just say in a big in you know, in the middle, big just say no to drugs. And that was very effective. It wasn't in this country, it was out abroad. Mm-hmm. So you know, they just cause more problems than the they're trying to they're trying to you know, get rid of the, the the coffee bars in Amsterdam. You know, that mm. it's affecting tourism over there. Of course it is. So, I mean, that just tells you, they went to the liberalisation route and now they're trying to track back on it for this. I wouldn't know?
0: mind. People use Amsterdam as some sort of, you know, tool in this particular debate and say, look how wonderful Amsterdam is. It's not wonderful at all and the people of Amsterdam hate it. They hate yeah, being known as a capital for sex and drugs.
6: Yeah, obviously they do. Yeah, because they're trying to get rid of it now. They're mm. trying to put back on it, and I mean, it won't def, definitely. I can't see getting any votes for any of the, any of the parties. Maybe mm. you know any, of the, no, any of the, in the games in the and Fail Labour. Any they might get for some of the others. that are proposing it, but I won't well, get when it when they, them. they get the
0: young vote out of it, won't they? They get the young people voting for the them.
6: guy they... uh, guy high in drugs won't come out and vote. <laughs> for, <laughs> that is a thing. Strab-
0: but do me a favour, stay there for a second, Jim. Let me just go to Peter as well. Peter, how See you, Hey, hey you, how, how you doing, Peter? You're on the Nile Boylan podcast. Yes, good afternoon. Peter, I mean, this argument, uh, uh, you know, that somehow, you know, the war on drugs is lost, and we might as well just decriminalise it. Is, is it a good argument?
4: Uh, well, I, I don't think, you know, it's, it's not a war on drugs, it's a war on people. It's a war on people who take some drugs. Um, you know, there's particular, some drugs, We've chosen to have a war on the people who take them. But the tr- drugs we've chosen, is, it's got nothing to do with science or evidence. Uh, it's not the most harmful drugs that we're, that we're persecuting people for. It's some of the least harmful drugs. Um, but, but really, you know, the more important point is, I mean, you say you're concerned about your children. You want to see any sort of reform because you want to see your children protected. I mean, you know, it, the more harmful a drug is, the more irresponsible it is to leave gangsters and criminals in charge of the market. Um, it, it, it's completely bonkers. You know, if you talk about any particular drug you like, if you, think, if you think cannabis is very harmful, the fact that we have this huge hundreds of millions of euros market in cannabis in Ireland, and we've completely abandoned control of it to gangsters is incredibly irresponsible. So, so, so you know, nobody, nobody sensible says cannabis is harmless. Because clearly it can cause harm, but what we need is more control over it, and you've got no control over it at all when you've just abandoned that control to gangsters.
0: I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you in relation to the gangsters, but there is the analogy you could use is gangsters are responsible for a lot of different crimes. But that doesn't mean that we turn around and say, Well, we don't we're not winning against it, say like burglary or whatever theft, whatever it is. So let's just legalize it or decriminalize it. You can't just give in and throw your towel into the in the middle of the ring. I mean, that's just not the way it should work. And you know, okay. We're not capturing all the drugs. Ireland is like, I suppose, the last stop when it comes to Europe. So any drugs that are coming into Europe are usually coming through Ireland. And the big hauls that we get every now and again are the tip of the iceberg. And, Bobby, we're meant to get those big hauls to distract us from the bigger halls that are actually coming through the country. But in real terms, you know, you've said it yourself. Drugs are not good. There's no such thing as harmless drugs. You know, I mean, alcohol is not good. Smoking cigarettes is not good. I'm, we're now moving towards, we're no, evolving. We've,
4: we've, we've, taken, we, we've, we've taken the sensible route with alcohol and cigarettes to actually regulate them and educate people about them to reduce harm. That's what works.
0: Well, we, we've asked, well, well, there's two different approaches to alcohol and cigarettes. With cigarettes, we've asked people to stop altogether. Uh, with alcohol, we've asked people to reduce it and, and to do it socially and, and do it responsibly. So there's a slightly different approach to both of those drugs. But realistically, yeah, when, but we, that, when that, we're that, talking that, about, that there's that, nothing that. There's nothing good about cocaine. There's nothing good about heroin. There's nothing good about LSD or MD, uh, MDAs or whatever. You know, whatever about cannabis, you know, we, you, we can you, talk you, about you, that you, and we you can you argue with it? that. You, you say that.
4: I mean, I mean, you know, heroin is used every day in hospitals.
0: It is, it's for not pain relief. It's called heroin in hospitals. Yeah, obviously. It's
4: called, it's called diamorphine. Yeah. Um, but, but it's an immensely valuable drug. Of course uh, it but is. But, but, yeah, but it's an immensely factors.
0: valuable drug agree, when it's used by professionals.
4: Yes, I agree, I agree with you. I mean, I think, I think you know, heroin, we, know how to, we know how to regulate and reduce harm from heroin. And that is you, you prescribe it to people who need it because they've got themselves addicted to it. And what you do is you put them into therapy and you, you, you prescribe it to them and allow them to have it on a reducing dosage basis. And when we know, one of the callers earlier on was talking about how much money it costs, but we know that the money you put into drug therapy pays for itself over and over again, because we know that most acquisitive crime, not just in Ireland, but throughout Europe, most acquisitive crime is caused because of the prohibition of drugs. Because we have people who've got themselves in a terrible mess now, you can criticise them for it, you can attack them for it, but, you know, the, that, that's a fine. But the way to deal with it is to set about how to reduce the harm involved. But you could also you can also
0: do. argue that most of the crimes that happen in a city, for example, be it theft or shoplifting or whatever it is, is usually people looking for money for drugs or alcohol or a combination yeah. of both. So they are, I mean, the, the, the taking of drugs is also responsible for crime too. I, and, you know, we talked about I mean Jim mentioned Amsterdam a few minutes ago and this is kind of whole fantasy or this we look at Amsterdam through rose tinted glasses and say isn't it lovely you go into these little coffee shops and smoke a joint and then you can go off and pick up a prostitute afterwards you know the people of Amsterdam but, but you see, you are not happy with that optic
4: then. yeah but they not no, ha- that's not true but
0: that's they're not, not happy true. with that no, that's optic
4: that's not true what, what, no that's not true what's happening in Amsterdam is they're banning smoking in the streets and what they're doing is encouraging people to go to the right place to consume cannabis, and that's in the coffee shops. Yeah, and but exactly no, 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 no. The
0: point, ban- no, no. The
4: point the I'm is making the, is the mayor who is ban-
0: they're not they're not happy so with the, the optic. Ban-
4: the mayor who is banning smoking in the street is also simultaneously signed Amsterdam up to the new legal supply arrangements, because Holland has just introduced a system whereby they've licensed ten companies to grow cannabis and supply it legally to the coffee shops. Because the problem Amsterdam's had in the past was that although people could buy cannabis legally, there was nobody allowed to sell it to the coffee shops legally. So, in fact, what's going on is much more subtle than you're presenting. You know, the, the, cannabis is, is recognised and and as being something that for most people is no problem at all. But what you need
0: to do is control it and regulate it. Well, okay, you so what do you, do what do you say to doctors? Okay, 21 so doctors. Favorite, well, hang on.
6: favourite feature of regulating it. So Sorry, Jim, go ahead. It is actually against the law there in in Amsterdam, it's just that they turned a the blind eye to it. and now they're not anymore. You're wrong. You're wrong in a lot of the points you make. Well I'm I'm sorry that's, that's not that's I, not true. I, I, true. So, I, education, education into the effects of 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 hard drugs and cannabis is is called a gateway drug for a reason. Because it leads you into hard harder drugs. Well that's only and, because that's only because you're meeting
0: well, the wrong people Jim isn't it? Isn't that yeah, not well, that the well, point but, why it's, it's a gateway drug. It's, it's,
6: they they can be doing it otherwise too so they can but I mean it I guarantee you the the, guarantee is maybe too strong a word but you you will have a lot more problems in society if you legalise drugs and politicians need to know that they don't care Okay, well well, well,
0: hang on on. just let me put something to Peter just before I come to Norman as well I want to go to to Alan too Alan is there as well Uh, you know Peter, in relation to the 21 doctors who submitted a report to government and the Citizens Assembly in relation to emergency medicine, neurology, psychiatry and general practice, and they talked about the damage that even cannabis does, that the massive increase in young people presenting with addiction to cannabis, psychosis, paranoia. Do you accept that drugs, even cannabis, causes a problem?
4: I, 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 of course I accept that drugs can cause harm. Well, then why, well, then can, why would you I mean, want to legalise a problem? It, 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 well, well no, no, because what you're doing is you, you, you're legalising in order to get control. Legalising sounds like a free-for-all, but in fact it's exactly the opposite. Legalising is enabling, enabling you to take control of the problem. When you simply abandon the problem and let criminals take over, then clearly you're going to you make things, everything, everything worse. Our, our governments, not just the Irish government. But all governments are so incredibly irresponsible about drugs because they because they, they they're not prepared to take responsibility for them, and so they abandon them to criminals.
0: Stay there for a second. Let me just go to Norman as well. Norman, how you Talking doing? You're the, well, 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 hang on, Peter. Stay there. I'll keep you there for a second. Uh, Norman, you're on the IBOI podcast. How you doing, Norman? Not to
7: bed, and yourself.
0: Good. Now, Norman, you spent some time in the Netherlands yourself.
7: I did. I spent I say about 14 years. Uh, I used to live about an hour from Amsterdam. So, you know, often we'd go up there for a nightclub or whatever or just for a Good night time. out, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good time. yeah. Usually without drugs. Usually without drugs.
0: Yeah.
7: But uh and uh, I think there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of fear mongering and and a lot of ignorance surrounding drugs in general, you know. I've got two young kids myself, or young kids are not kids anymore, than twenty and twenty three.
0: Yeah, I know that you know? And
7: uh I sent them over to uh to my wife is Danish, so I send and my family are all over there. So I sent them over to to Denmark during COVID to to have a good time, you know, and mm-hmm. to work and to live. And and you know, there are also drugs are fairly easily available, you know. Um, I, I don't believe cannabis is 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 a gateway drug. You were saying about the twenty one doctors, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. that's right. Mm. Yeah,
7: yeah. But I, I was just saying to your researcher, very nice person, by the way. Um, She's an amazing. person. Amazing, amazing.
0: That's and my wife. Like by me, way, I, but I know, oh,
7: okay. <laughs> okay, very good. But I, 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 just, just on a side note, I don't want to go on a
0: She's the director I of my content, she does, okay. she does everything, but including looking after everything. me, too. By the way, <laughs>
7: okay. But we, we were just talking about menopause. I just wanted to mention menopause and um, how little we know about it. And my wife went through it, and unfortunately, we didn't. Take the HRT therapy because we were scared uh, yeah. of the cancer, or okay. uh, it was now been disproven, and and but it.
0: Like, well, we, it was, we well I don't he want to completely digress off the topic, but yes, the, the original report that came out that discouraged people from taking HRT was faulty yeah. and that the science used behind it was incorrect. Now, don't get me wrong, if you have already bre- or you're susceptible to breast cancer, you should talk to your doctor. Um, exactly, but, yeah. exactly. But, but, but getting back getting back to drugs, the Citizens' Assembly are currently meeting in relation yeah. to drugs and many other issues, Norman. and And sure. and they will come back with a report to the government, most likely suggesting we should de- decriminalising. De- Decriminalise yeah. all class A drugs, including cannabis. I, you know, sure. I don't know. Peter seems okay with it. When I say he seems okay with it, he believes we're better to regulate it than ban it completely. Yeah. At least then we exactly. have control. But, but I don't know. You've two kids. You're saying your kids went to Denmark and they're much more free and easy about drugs. But I'm sure Norman, you yeah. wouldn't like to hear that your kids are taking drugs.
7: Um, no, but I can't do it. You can't just wash your hands with I what, it. What, 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 That's not it. No, they, 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 but. They, Come and talk to me. My son came to me and he said, "Listen, I've been offered to take coke, cocaine. What do I do?" So I I sat down and talked to him, and I was happy he came to me to talk about it. So obviously he felt he could approach me and ask for for my advice. I'd rather that than he just go off. And 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 listen. Yeah, but you'd rather. Yeah, but you'd rather
0: he didn't do it at all.
7: I thought he didn't. you know, go into a relationship or get married or have <laughs> sex that, or, I, or drink <laughs> or smoke. Or no,
0: be innocent <laughs> as the day he was born. But but let me, sorry, yeah. just let me go back to Peter in relation to it. See, Peter, my thinking is, like Norman, I've got kids who are all adults now, by the way, they're all over the age of 20. But from, you know, from the, from the moment they could see logic, you know, 11 or 12 years of age, and they started to experience life. I, I'm always saying to them, you know, drug, now we, we were not a non-drinking family anyway, so there was no alcohol in the house or anything like that. Okay, because I don't drink. But I always used to say to them, "Drugs bad, drugs bad, drugs bad," and it's a message that you nail home to children. But when the children then realise that the government are saying, well, we decriminalise it or legalise it," if that's the word you want to use, because it's kind of two of the same thing, if you ask me. But anyway, yeah. but you're more or less people <laughs> saying, <laughs> "Well, well, I well hang I, on, can no, I, hang can on, I jump on.
7: in there." But they are adults, and they have to go up themselves and take decisions. We can't be there for them all the time. So when he went over to Copenhagen and was offered drugs, he asked, he asked for advice, but in the end, it's his decision. I, I you know, there's no point in me kind of uh, him put the fear of life of God uh, into him. don't go near drugs. It's the same with alcohol. You know, when when they were alcohol, we, we gave a, them alcohol. A, we said, yeah, it's yeah not but, a good but, idea.
0: But, but no, I don't think we're thinking about this logically. And sorry, I want you to come back to Peter on it. So, Peter, you know, what I'm saying to you is that, you know, by the the government saying well, we're going to legalize it or decriminalize it, you're kind of giving a green light to it. You know, and the arguments that oh, Usher's sure, it's there anyway, they're probably going to try it. Should sure, people steal cars? But we don't make it legal just because they're doing it anyway. Yeah,
4: but that's a different sort of thing, isn't it? Because that's causing harm to other people. Taking drugs doesn't cause harm to anybody. I, I, would, I, I would argue, <laughs> with, I,
0: well, I don't know about that. If you're a family member and you have a, a family member that is taking drugs, it does cause harm to other people.
4: Well, you know, if, well, I mean, the fact, the fact is that a third of all people in Ireland will take illicit drugs at some point in their life. And now, now, now when, it, you know, when it comes to your children, when one of your children is caught with a joint or maybe with a wrap of Coke, what would you like to happen to them? Would you like them to be arrested? And prosecuted, and 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 perhaps lose the ability to travel, or would you like them dealt with in a more merciful, more understanding
0: way? I, I think you know? a I think a caution would be adequate, depending on the the amount of drugs taken. But a caution with a warning that if you get caught again, you will have a criminal charge. That would be my view. Well,
4: that, 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 well, well that, 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 that's a, that's a fair point. That's what's supposed to happen at the moment, isn't it? But in practice, it doesn't. In practice, we have people in Ireland. Being prosecuted well, for four euros worth
0: of cannabis. Hang on, with the greatest respect, Peter, there's nobody appearing before a judge in Ireland for four euros worth of cannabis. There that's are. that's just not there's happening.
4: Reports. There's reports there's reports in the, in the papers every week about c- silly
0: affairs like that but the, uh, people are generally in the courts because they have enough for possession for resale they're yeah. they're not appearing you know for that amount of well, well hang on let me just I want to go to I have to go to Alan and, and Sarah as well Alan how are you doing you're on the live Bowling podcast okay,
8: well, thanks, good
0: Alan Do you, do you agree with decriminalisation or legalisation of drugs
8: uh, well I, I think the decriminalization the altogether would, would be completely irresponsible. If if you look at heroin like Crystal meth, and uh, very heavy class A drugs, a uh, lot of people tend to kind of take those drugs once they fall upon hard times. So like like Ireland is just after entering another recession. Like so if if you look at, at the majority of the people who were homeless because like I I I deal a lot with homeless, uh, and a lot of these people enough home like because of marriage breakdowns and stuff like that and the, the reason why a lot of these people go towards heavy drugs is because that's who happens to be surrounded by and it kind of fills the void and fills the space so like it isn't uh, as, as if like the, the common person like would regularly take carbon or crystal meth or, or heavy drugs like that. Uh, on, on top of that uh, I believe that like there is a lot of unknown addictions that people aren't aware about as well uh, especially from taking drugs, like antidepressants and of course. as
0: Well, prescribed drugs are just uh, as bad. Yes, if indeed it's unnecessary for the person to be taking them, or they're over, or taking too many of them.
8: Yeah, for 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 example, if I 23 years old, like I, I went to seven different doctors uh, because I went off. I got a condition called TMJ, so it's just chronic pain. Yeah, uh, I was pain all and I got bad bang. And all, all, all seven doctors they, they told me to, to take opioids. And I looked at him and I was just like, well, do you asking it's irresponsible to be telling like somebody my age to be taking like long-term pain medication literally for for the rest of my life. Mm. And uh, eventually I got into to hospital, uh, went went, went for three visits to see different specialists and I just asked them straight out, well, is is there any way I can get a medical card just to to get medical cannabis because it's meant to help with pain? And they went off and kicked me out of the hospital, told me I was crazy and said there's nothing wrong with me. So so, so, like there there is...
0: By the way, but I'm just curious. By the way, in relation, are you familiar with the Citizens Assembly?
8: Uh, I, I'm aware that they are trying to push it through. I, I think it's, it's more of a distraction. Now, to do you trust honest, them?
0: Do you trust Do you trust an assembly of a hundred allegedly handpicked people from different demographics and different walks of life um, to make decisions that the government seem incapable of making? Do you Do you trust them? By the way, led by now Paul Reid, the former head of the HSE during COVID, who has been paid, about €400,000 a year. So the, the, he's the new head of the Citizens' Assembly. Jobs for the boys, huh? Yeah.
8: Yeah, well, there's, there's, there's I see that, that's kind of the same thing as trying to trust uh, like, some of the polls that are coming out that are paid by Sinn Féin. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like There's obviously going to be certain elements of bias around it like it is going to be handpicked uh, if, if it was a citizen's uh, assembly it should be open to, to the entirety of the public the Irish public.
0: Well I, I would imagine so but unfortunately it doesn't say the government are listening to the Irish public but say there Norman and Alan let me go to Sarah as well. Sarah Jane how are you doing? How's it going I'll? Um Decriminalisation of drugs something that's very close to your own heart because it's not a secret you've mentioned it before in the air that you had a problem many years ago uh, with drugs um, and would you like to see other people going down that rocky road?
9: I don't think so, no. I don't think you should um, decriminalise it. I really don't. Mm-hmm. And people say it's not a gateway. It is a gateway. Um, and as an individual and as plenty of individuals out there, like it's going to affect other people different. So the way I look at it is, what works for you mightn't work for me. So if you can go out and buy a drug and let it be legal and you're doing that, you can take that and die.
0: That's the bottom line. Do you think more people, if we decriminalise or legalise, whichever fancy word you want to use, do you you think more people would take drugs? Because there is an argument that, you know, more people would take drugs. Other people don't believe that's possible. By the way, you know, there was an argument made before the abortion referendum that if we legalise abortion, no more people would actually have abortions. No. But they did. did. Right. So when when you legalise We have evidence. Yeah. We have evidence as
9: it is over the vaping. You know what I mean? When you mm. think of it like that, how many younger people were smoking vapes before this law came in? You have to be 18 years of age. Yeah. So if they're going to bring in some type of a law like this, there's going to be an age limit on it for starters. That's going to cause eruptions. Something that's going to experiment in drugs, that's going to experiment at a younger age with no knowledge, no mm. education, and they're definitely not going to go to their parents and go, hi, mommy, is it okay if I go out and roll a joint?"
0: I stick a stick needle in the arm? That ain't going to happen. Oh, it did happen, you know? And sorry, I don't it, so,
7: know what, it, like it did happen to you, Alan? Oh, sorry, Norman. Me. Norman. Yeah, yeah, my kids did come to me so they can talk freely about it because we have that 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 non uh, would call it fear factor that's very common in Ireland, especially our Anglophone countries, where they are afraid of 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 be it sex or the bodies or talking about those type of things or you saw with covid with covid there was a lot of fear uh, brought up you know but when i looked in denmark or was in denmark uh, they had no lockdowns you know they mm-hmm. they had the antigen testing where you could get anywhere free of charge so it was far more open it was far less i feel i feel i, I mean, yeah, that, very
0: And Norman, i'm you know i'm delighted that your kids can come to you and talk openly to you and and some yeah. parents have a great relationship with the children there's no doubt about that and certainly it obviously yeah. helps in all situations but yeah. it didn't help in Sarah's situation. It doesn't help in most people's situations because most people don't have that relationship with their children. And no, most no, kids will no. go offside and they will take drugs without yeah. their parents knowing. Yeah.
7: But like last week, there was a on news talk to this guy from, some I can't remember the organisation, they test drugs, like say, for music festivals. I remember that, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, he was trying to make a point, a very valid point, but unfortunately, the person who was interviewing him uh, had this wrong idea of what he was trying to do. He was trying to make it. He was promoting drugs. He wasn't promoting
9: drugs. There's no quality control, on the drugs. But well, they, we well, have
0: they now. did it. They did it this year at the yeah. Well, but there's no of quality the, control on the, the quality
9: of drugs that's coming into the country. I mean, He's sorry not- just,
0: sorry for interrupting. I don't necessarily disagree with that. And we did have somebody on, probably the same person you heard, uh, going back a while ago on the radio, and her brother had been, sadly, had passed away in Cork because he had got bad drugs at one of these festivals. And she has now set up this campaign where they test people's drugs at the festivals. I don't necessarily, yeah. you know, in principle, disagree with that because they, the bottom line is they already have the drugs anyway. So, you know, exactly. well, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. Okay, but... yeah. What we're we're talking about here is actually legalisation. Sorry, Sarah, you were trying to say something there.
9: No, I was trying to say the quality of drugs that's in Ireland. And not only that, Niall, there's another point to be made here, right? We have younger people out there today with mental health issues. And they mightn't be aware of it. And then if they're going off and they're taking these drugs, they don't know what chemicals that's in that that's going to affect their mental health. And they end up in a psychiatric unit, like... I've seen, I've walked oh. it, and I've seen the way it works. So what I'm trying yeah, exactly to say, as an
8: in,
9: as an individual, like, the guy that you have on there, he must be a free spirit. He must, Who, I don't
0: know what it is. Oh, Norman, yeah. or, Norman or Alan, which one of them? <laughs> I think yeah, it's, it's Norman, is it? Norman, Bates? Yeah.
7: Norman, yeah, I, that's me, yeah. yeah. I'm, Norman. I'm actually quite conservative, believe it or not. <laughs> but anyway, but I have lived well, in Holland. He seems to be pretty
9: pretty like, open-minded, but, like... Yeah, I just stepped out with a 14 year old and I swear to yeah. God, she can even... Like, I was walking down the road actually and she made yeah. a comment on somebody smoking drugs. And they yeah. didn't say anything yeah until I was further up the road and then she was yeah. able to tell me a thousand and one things at 14 yeah. years of age. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but and I mean... I, and
7: like,
9: I, like, sorry, it, go on. It,
7: it, 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 they're obviously aware rather than being... The things hidden from the old Catholic Ireland when everything was hidden from you, including sex and and your relationships and mental health. And we still have a lot of issues here in Ireland with mental health. Because yeah, we, but nobody we, is being they're, educated the about the What
9: our people want to do is to bring in laws, laws and policies. No, no, I, I, I think they're trying to change. They're, they're
7: trying. They're trying to change the mindset, and they're trying to to to, to bring it out of the dark ages. And get people to talk about it. Now, why why do people get addicted? You know, there's a lot of people out there with mental issues, as you said. And you know, it's the same with the minimum. Because people price get addicted
9: the, because they like it. I like smoke, and I will smoke a cigarette. Yeah. I love sausages and no, fry. I really eat a go, fry.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but also it's a you know with alcohol. A lot of people are addicted to alcohol because they have alcohol issues. they have, they have uh, relationship but bit, but bit, Yeah, that
0: but depends. but Norman, but hang hang on with the case suspect. If we knew the damage that alcohol, sorry, if we look at the damage alcohol is doing to society and the amount of crime that's involved because of alcohol the amount of alcoholics we have the amount of damage that's done financially to families uh, if we looked at the damage and by the way more people die every year directly and indirectly from alcohol and somebody turned around to us today and said listen we're thinking of bringing out this new stuff called alcohol I guarantee you it would never be legalised if we knew in hindsight the damage that it did we'd never legalise
9: the damage that it does after midnight in the hospital alone well, yeah. the amount of beds it's taken up the amount of time it's taken up again
0: again, to look so, again at so, okay, well, sorry the point I'm just trying to make normal is we'd never legalise yeah. it if we knew that.
7: But you saw what happened to a prohibition. That's how the mafia and the gangs in, in America got so no, big. No, but, yeah, but, but, so that's, but that was
0: because... That, yeah, but that's the only reason for that is because the genie was already out of the bottle. In other words, you can't just have something available for hundreds of years and then suddenly ban it. Because unfortunately that doesn't work.
7: But we've had alcohol for thousands of years. They found our alcohol like 2,000 years ago a trace of uh, we absolutely. beer or something.
0: So, 5, absolutely. So um, what I'm saying is it's been legal for so many thousands of years that they're not going to suddenly ban it. But I'm, I'm trying to make a point... Knowing the damage alcohol does to society, if it was only invented tomorrow, and in hindsight, we knew the damage or we could predict the future, we would never legalise it. Never. No, so, I, And I would argue that we know the damage drugs does to society, and it's always been illegal. Well, apart from you go you back you thousands people of years ago.
7: Educate people, When my kids are over in, with the family over in Denmark, there's a lot of alcohol available. They don't take that much because they've they've grown up to, to, to know how to drink with it. They can get it, buy alcohol in Denmark at 7 o'clock in the morning, you know, at, 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 at half the price or a quarter of the price or tenth of the price. You know, I bought 30 bottles over there last summer for 6 euros.
0: I mean, I, I, sorry, just to go back to Alan as well. Alan, I'm looking at some of the messages yeah. that are coming in here, by the way, some of the texts and WhatsApp. Somebody says, no, drugs are terrorism and should be treated as such. I mean, that's a fairly strong statement, but I wouldn't disagree well, with this. Well,
7: what it. kind of terrorism? You've also got state terrorism. You also have... Well, no, well, I... Hang
0: on, just let Alan respond to that. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Alan. I mean, you've listened to Sarah, who's yeah. a former drug user, and thankfully got her life back together many, many years ago. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I, uh, mean I, 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 I
8: wasn't a former drug user. In, in no, not you. Business not business you. Business. No, of
9: course. There course in, 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 in sorry, I was. Uh, I have no
8: problem okay. saying it. <laughs> Uh, like an, an awful lot of drugs That uh, people are taking Like it's all done On a risk versus uh, Benefit versus risk based sandwich So if, if you look at A lot of the psychiatric drugs Which are being provided To teenagers and young adults And if you look at the side effects Like one of the most Common side effects with it Is actual Like elevated suicidal thoughts Like like particularly mm.
9: Okay Nile but Nile can I just stop him there For a minute
0: Yeah
9: The point I am trying to make is Right When you're a child And you're developing In other words right? Or it's probably right. the lack of education Whatever the case may be You mightn't realise you have an underlying oh. Mental health issue not And not. the drugs that are being sold out there today um, Back in the 80s Is totally different it's And the it effect that it has on that individual And their families Now I'm not talking about my own stuff here I'm talking from a working perspective it's
0: horrible, it is. But so, Alan, if it was your choice tomorrow to decriminalise drugs, would you decriminalise them? Uh, no. I had I, I, okay.
8: I, I, to legalise like, medical cannabis or uh, her, her drugs, which have been found. Okay. I, I don't
0: think anybody has an issue with cannabis for medication or medical purposes. I don't, I don't think anybody has an issue with that because I know it does give great pain relief to many people. Uh, listen, guys, ladies, Sarah, Norman. Alan, everybody else, uh, Dr. Patricia Casey, and everybody got involved today's show. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, lots of messages, by the way, coming in. Drugs such as cannabis that cause zero deaths. Uh, that's actually untrue, by the way. Text or whoever sent that in. There is evidence that cannabis has caused deaths. And very rarely caused dependency. Again, you're incorrect. It does create a psychological dependency. Should be legalized. Alcohol and tobacco are very harmful. We're well aware of that. <laughs> Why are you telling us things that we're already aware of? Everybody knows alcohol and tobacco are harmful. That's why we discourage people from doing it. Sadly, they're legalised already. There's nothing we can do about that. So stop using an analogy. However, it will be difficult to make them illegal. Of course it would. Anybody suffering with illness due to the alcohol and tobacco should be made to fork out for the treatment. Well, that's bollocks, quite frankly, to be honest with you. And I'm sorry to use the French. But it absolutely is. Because people who are smoking, for example, are paying €15 for a packet of cigarettes. The majority of that is duty tax and VAT. So they're paying for their own health care. If you're a smoker all your life, you've probably paid three or €400,000 in tax to a lifetime between the age of 16 and 80. So if you're smoking all your life. So that's absolute utter nonsense. The same goes for alcohol. The majority of the price is excise duty and VAT. So you're actually paying for your own health care. And yes, you are right. It does flood the hospitals of people with coronary heart disease and all sorts of cancers and everything else. And that goes for both alcohol and tobacco. Of course, alcohol, liver damage is the main thing. But anyway, Dan on Facebook, I'm sorry, you're incorrect, Dan, because everything you said is incorrect, by the way, can I just point out? Another person said, this is an argument made to be dis- uh, that disrupting the illegal trade by decriminalising is a sound strategy. A Portuguese model should be on the table. However, government should get in the business of providing safe access or anything of the sort. That comes in from uh, Buxhagen on Twitter. And by the way, can I just say, this Portuguese model they keep mentioning all the time, right? Everybody goes, oh, but look, at this, they did it in Portugal and it works. Look at the crime rate on drugs is down. Of course, the crime rate on drugs is down because they don't actually charge anybody for possession of drugs anymore. They just caution them now, and they send them off to rehab, or they give them a leaflet and say, "Hey go. Well, you have to rehab with yourself there now. Or actually, they don't bother doing anything. And I spoke to somebody recently who lives in Portugal, and they said the situation is now worse on the streets than it ever was before. But the difference is, the Guarda de Seville or whoever it is in Portugal, they completely ignore it now because it's not illegal anymore, and they're just wasting their own time cautioning people. So this argument that it's better in Portugal now, and we have some sort of statistics to prove that, the statistics prove absolutely nothing. Because of course the crime rate on drugs is down. Down because people aren't being charged anymore. So the statistics will show that clearly. So I don't buy the Portuguese model and how much it's allegedly improved. Unless, of course, you have very good rehab. Unless we're be clear about that, we don't. We have heard statistics in the past where 80% of people who go to rehab actually never finish the course. The 20% that do finish the course, another 80% of them probably end up back on the streets going back on drugs again. It's a social problem, apart from anything else. So, and then the other argument, Ash, well look, it's just cannabis and all, for recreational purposes, didn't do anybody any harm. It does do people harm. Go to the Rutland Centre, go to any of the drug rehab centres around the country, any of the addiction services around the country. They will tell you there's a massive increase in the amount of people, particularly young men, presenting with things like psychosis, paranoia, depression, all caused by cannabis. So don't suggest that it's harmless. It clearly isn't. No drugs are harmless. Paracetamol is not even harmless, for God's sake. But then again, they are prescribed drugs. We could do a whole show on prescribed drugs, by the way, as well, by the way. Equally as dangerous for people who don't actually necessarily need them. Anyway, I shall talk to you again tomorrow at 12. You never know what we might be talking about. Don't forget, by the way, if you want to listen back to this podcast, you can. All you got to do is go to our website, www.nyleboyland.com. And failing that, by the way, you can go to Spotify if you want to listen to it, not watch it. You can go to Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, all the usual platforms as well. And if you ever want us to cover a topic on the show, please send us an email or a WhatsApp. You can WhatsApp on 85 100 That's 85 100 Or you can send us an email. And it's Nile at Nileboylan.com. That's easy to remember, isn't it? Nile at NiallBoylan.com. Thank you very much indeed. Don't forget, by the way, we've got some great stuff coming up. And we are going to have some subscriber-only stuff. Remember, the daytime show that we do every single day will continue to be free. We would like you to support us. That'd be a good idea. You can do that, by the way. If you're watching on Twitter now, there's a button just up there that says follow. If you click on the follow button and then you click on subscribe, you can buy me the price of a pint. <laughs> That'd be nice, would Or an expensive cup of coffee. Or a wrap of cannabis, <laughs> if that's the way you feel about it. Also, by the way, you can go to the website. And the website, www.nioboyland.com. You can subscribe there as well. And we will have some subscription-only interviews, some really good ones, coming up towards the end of next month, all right? And it helps to support the show. It helps us to make it better. We want to make it bigger and better all of the time. And we're trying our best to do that. And we will do it, I promise you. We will make it a show that you won't want to miss every single day. Thank you to everybody, by the way, who's tuned in, downloaded over the last three weeks since we started. I have to be honest, it has excelled all of our expectations. We're completely overwhelmed with the amount of downloads and the amount of people watching. So thank you very much indeed all those who get involved in the show. Back again tomorrow at 12. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award winning Nile Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Nile Boylan podcast. They told me to shut
1: up available for download from all your usual platforms.